this is our first ever uh, Pixel Raider podcast. Uh, we don't really have a name yet. Uh, this is all just kind of a work in progress, flying by the seat of our pants kind of thing. So, we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it like this, do it live. Uh, should we go by our real names or just our handles? Um, we might as well just go by our real names. All right. Well, I'm Antonio. Oh. I'm Danny. And uh, my PSN is uh, Tone Zone. My PSN is Danny Rivera, Danny with an E. Very nice, very nice. All right. So uh, uh, I guess should I go over uh, some of the recap for the news that we had this week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's take a look here. So in the world of PlayStation, uh, the witness uh, has been confirmed, uh, release date of January 26th, so this coming Tuesday, actually. And a lot of people were kind of shocked by this. The price will be thirty nine ninety nine. Nice. Um, which do you... Uh, do you know who uh, who made the witness, Jonathan Blow? He's the guy who made Braid. Mm-mm. Did you ever oh, play Braid? Oh yeah, Braid. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. it on one of the uh, humble bundles. It was a pretty good game. The, yeah. the time traveling, or at least like reversing time and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty well received yeah. game. Uh, and one of the reasons he put uh, this price so high is because uh, supposedly there's over 700 puzzles and about 70 hours worth of gameplay. Wow. And I don't know if you've seen any screens of this, but the game looks gorgeous. Um, and he actually took literally almost all the money he made from Braid and dumped it into this game. And this game he's been in development for like four or five years. Um, so I mean, $40 asking price isn't too bad, but we also live in a world where the app store is kind of, uh, and, and like PSN and Xbox live has kind of got it stuck in a lot of people's heads that $10 or $5 is the price of a game. Yeah, or micro purchases within the game and with a free game with micro purchases is a way to go. God but, damn, micro transactions. God, the or, worst. Or, or the, another really bad example is uh, like Battlefront this year, where oh, it's sixty dollars for the game, oh, and then fifty dollars for the expansion, and they didn't and even there's four DLC expansions. And, yeah, yeah, and, and and the the content that you want to play, getting through the actual game without the multiplayer is what an hour, two hours. Yeah. And then multiplayer is just the same thing over and over and over again. Same maps, and you know, if you're if you weren't on there day one, you know, then your your character isn't leveled up. Your character doesn't have the skills that it takes to be able to beat these guys who've been you know playing it since the first hour it launched. Yeah, I mean, there really there really even is no single player. It's just uh, bots and and random things there's no campaign which is a bummer Mm -hmm. so i'm actually wondering if they're going to have a campaign as one of the four pieces of dlc so i'm keeping my eye on it but it's just i picked it up for like 25 bucks but yeah i i would hope so i i feel like that's that's really what the game needs but if it's gonna have like some sort of single player dlc it's gotta have the content to like behind that it's gotta be at least you know 20 25 hours of gameplay to be worth the cost of the dlc yeah yeah i don't know there, there were quite a few people that i knew that we work with that's that threw down 120 bucks on that game and i'm just like oof. yeah getting the deluxe edition with like the whole dlc packs and everything and but then again i mean i can't talk uh, last year when destiny came out i spent 90 dollars on the well no i it was 90 dollars, but i had a certificate or whatever a gift card but even still it was $90 for the gold edition on PSN Oof. I guess well, it was two I, years ago now 
Yeah, well, I got the ghost edition, so that was, what, 129, <laughs> something like that? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a disappointment when that first came out, so... It really but was. It was starting to come back around, so maybe it was worth it. But speaking of destiny, I just read a, a article online. I forget where uh, to to pull up the source. It didn't make it in the recap. I think I read it today. Uh, apparently, uh, Destiny Two was supposed to come out uh, 2016, and it's uh, it's not going to now. Uh, apparently, there's been some internal issues going on with Bungie. Um, and a lot of people are wondering how this 10-year – you could know because initially they had a plan with Activision. It was supposed to be a 10-year uh, lifespan uh, for this partnership for this Destiny universe. So a lot of people are wondering how that's going to shake out uh, because yeah. they said last year that there's not going to be – for 2016, they said there's not going to be any big expansions like they did last year. It's going to be a lot of little events like the Sparrow Racing, which mm-hmm. – seemed really dumb and i I don't understand i I don't see how they're going to be able to keep hardcore people in it yeah i mean especially you know as someone who has been raiding since the content first came out with taken king i mean we're we're done with this content you know we've been raiding hard mode all these challenge modes we're we're done everything is farm at this point so you know it's you know, it's not great when little tiny things come out like Iron Banner or Trials or Sparrows. It's like, what's what's the next step? And since it's not even announced, that's disconcerting. Yeah, and there's and things like that have no sustenance. It just feels like a, a fluff and gimmicks. Yeah. And they're like, oh well, you know, you can get you can buy emotes and you can get all these little emblems and, and engrams. And it's like, yeah, but that's all that's all cosmetic. You know, it, it's. There's there's no meat to it. Like the Taken King, I thought was phenomenal. And I, personally, I think that that Taken King and all the content and the way Destiny is now is what it should have been when it launched. Oh, absolutely. But they should also have, you know, ready in their back pocket the next the next step of the story, the next step of raid, the next step of you know new Crucible events and and maps and matches. And yeah. they don't they don't have it lined up. And I, I don't see what their excuse would be. It's not like, uh, it's not like they're still working on Halo. It's not like they still have that huge major IP that they have to baby. That's three four three now. That's been them for the past like what year or two or something like that. Mm-hmm. So all they have to focus on is Destiny. That is their new Halo. And you mean to tell me they can't hire more people on? Like have people work on on the game now? Keep it running smooth and everything, and then have someone else working on new content. Which I'm sure they have that, but. Maybe they need more of that. Yeah, and and how much of their content is being edited out by who's producing it? You know. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> between between Activision and Bungie and everything that's going on, you know, maybe on one end everything is going smoothly, and then everything just keeps getting cut. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. No, you don't. No, you don't. All right. Well, that was a little uh, long-winded. We were talking about. Uh, <laughs> The witness and forty dollars. Now people thought that was a lot of money, but it's all good, you know. I've listened to podcasts where people talk about uh, pizza and stuff, and yeah, it's whatever. All right, uh, let me see here. So bullet point number two was uh, Sony is sending out messages. Uh, I received mine a couple of days ago on my PS4. Uh, they are granting an additional twenty four hours of uh, 
PlayStation Plus. And what's weird about this is you get the message on your PS4, and it's a code that you click on, and then it has you have to redeem it. And you have to redeem this code by March twenty March thirty first of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you don't get your free day. Uh, and this, of course, is to make up for the fact that uh, PSN was down for about twelve hours. Uh, looks like January fourth. Um, but I just thought that was weird, a weird way to go about it. I don't understand why they can't just on the back end just oh just add it in just an additional like, day on everyone. Yeah, and and definitely like what what is going to happen to those people after that cutoff is gone who didn't redeem it? You uh, know, like that's just that's just a that just sucks. I um, guess I guess they're shit out of luck. Yeah, I mean, I I did the same thing. Like the other day, I was uh, on the app, um, on the iOS app, the PlayStation Network app. Uh, I was logged in and I saw it in my messages, and I was able to redeem it through the app too, which is a good thing to know. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't know you could redeem uh, redeem codes that were sent to you. That's pretty. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, I didn't know either, but uh, it went through, and I, I checked it in my transaction history or whatever, and and it's uh, yeah, went through solid. All right, so all you listeners out there who are probably like uh, no one at the moment, uh, but uh, yeah, if you get it on your phone, you can redeem it there. And like I get, like we said, you have till the thirty first to get your free whopping twenty four hours. Uh, which I mean, if you think about it, it is double the time that PSN was down. But whatever. Anyway, uh, next up, did you ever play the Uncharted games? I did. I picked up the first one. Um, gosh so long ago four or five years ago um maybe about like a year after it came out and i was in love with it oh yeah the first oh, one gosh. first one the was first one wasn't was bad incredible. This, oh, if you like the first one have you played the other ones i haven't yet no oh my god the second one so it as far as the fan base goes most people generally say the second one is the best one yeah. um i haven't played it since it came out i remember it was really good uh i have a bit more recollections of the third one which was also really good and it's crazy to see how naughty dog progressed in both story and character development um Mm -hmm. and then the technical side is mind-blowing if you put the first uncharted next to the third uncharted you'd swear uncharted 3 could almost compete with uh uh ps4 games it's like the lighting is is, and everything is that gorgeous um you definitely need to play the second one no, I, I definitely want to continue with them. I think I have all of them. I think I have like the the collector's edition bunch. Oh, nice, it's nice. It's just been kind of sitting because I've been playing my PS4. But Uncharted was actually the I think the first game that I played on my PS3 when I got it. So. Well, yeah. Here's what I would do if I were you. Um, I personally hate my PS3. Uh, sorry, guys, I do. It's it's so hard to go back to. It's slow. The XMB sucks. Uh, I believe Colin from Colin and Greg, uh, Colin Moyardi, agrees with me. Well, or I agree with him because he's more well known than me. But anyway, um, they have the. You should just get rid of that. Like sell the collection you have on PS3 and get the Nathan Drake collection. Uh, it's all the games on PS4. With trophy nice. support and everything like that. Are they just, uh, remastered and everything too? Uh, yeah, I believe they're all 1080p, 60 frames a second. Nice. Um, but the reason I, I was I was asking that is because well, first off, you have to play all those before you play four because the story and characters mm-hmm. are all tied together. Um, but Neil Druckmann, 
who's the uh, co-founder uh, of uh, the Uncharted series, um, said that Uncharted 4 is not going to be like Mass Effect in the sense where it's going to have a lot of character uh, dialogue trees mm-hmm. um, because they showed a couple, uh, I think it was a, one or two trailers ago, um, they showed some gameplay. Uh, might have been at uh, the Game Awards, actually. Uh, and you had some uh, dialogue trees, um, like in the Mass Effect games, which is something that, uh, the Uncharted games never had. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry, I got thrown off. I got a notification. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, so Uncharted 4 is only going to have uh, a handful of dialogue trees. Uh, it's not going to, it's pretty much going to be a linear, linear story with a very clear cut ending. Uh, it's not going to be like a Mass Effect choose your own adventure type thing. Where basically, like all of your, all of your dialogue options could kind of throw you one way in terms of your story, or the other in terms of your morality as a character in Mass Effect. Right, right. Saying. Yeah, no, this is all yeah. this is all clear cut. Um, let me see. The next thing on the list was oh, uh, the Odd World New and Tasty, which is a complete remake of uh, the Odd World game on the original PlayStation. Um, Odd World. New and Tasty came out on PS4 in 2014 and PS3 in 2015, but it didn't make it to Vita or Wii U. Uh, it is now released on PS Vita with full cross-buy and cross-save support. So basically that means if you buy it on one system, you have it on all three, and your game save travels between all three. It's one of my personal favorite features of uh, PlayStation. I think it's fantastic, especially if you have a Vita. Um, and it's it's officially finished on wii u but there's no launch date yet uh, apparently they were having a really hard time getting it on wii u because um if anyone remembers the wii u came in a 32 gigabyte deluxe and then the 8 gigabyte uh base version and they had to figure out a way to get it to fit on that 8 gigabyte uh model uh along with content other people would have so really ha- trying to pare that game down was pretty difficult for them yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why they ever made that 8-gigabyte model. Oh, it was such a waste. It was so stupid. Yeah. It was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, there were there were a lot of things Nintendo did with that launch that were stupid. The base version was really dumb. Uh, I don't know anyone who had that. And then calling it Wii U was just a disaster. <laughs> it really was. Um, but actually, uh, we'll, we'll touch a little more on Nintendo in a bit because I'm uh, – we're going to talk about some of the stuff we're really looking forward to in 2016. And, uh, boy, anyway, anyway, uh, <laughs> Xbox, there's only two bullet points. Uh, curiously enough, The Witness, which is a PS4 exclusive, um, I say PS4 exclusive, uh, that was when it was announced, shit, uh, 2013. So we're about three years ago. Um, so it's been rated for Xbox One uh, by ESRB, and according to Jonathan Blow, the developer, he said he has no plans on releasing it for Xbox, but we'll see. Um, oh, and then one more thing uh, for Xbox One is the uh, uh, Xbox 360 compatible games will no longer launch in one big like dump of Xbox games per month. They're going to release them as they're ready. Uh, so you'll get this more of a steady stream of Xbox 360 compatible games uh, throughout the month, which is really nice for those people who have them. Uh, I I've, have a couple uh, 360 games that are compatible on Xbox One, and 
uh, I'm still really blown away by how well that whole system works. Uh, hats off to to the uh, engineers at Microsoft for pulling that off. I don't know how they did it. So, 2016. Uh, man, what are you most excited for? Oh my gosh, there's there's a lot of things, but I think number one is one that I thought was going to be my like most excited for 2015, but now it's 2016. I mean, how how can you live up to the hype of No Man's Sky? How can that not be your most looking forward to? At least in my eyes. I'm so looking forward to just getting a t- more more taste of No Man's Sky. I can't disagree with you there at all. Um, a lot of people have been complaining uh, from what I've seen because there's no story. They're like, oh, there's no campaign. There's no story. I'm like, yeah, but this is the kind of game where you just – you don't. I feel like you don't always need a story. No. I mean it's you, the the developers, that whole, that whole team of what started out as four people, now it's seven, now it's nine – that that whole team is is doing groundbreaking things when it comes to how a game is created. That's enough, you know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, need they, a jaw dropping blockbuster story. No, I mean it, being able to explore. Uh, you know, they're pitching an infinite amount of worlds and being able to explore them. And I'm going to explore all these worlds. And and uh, when you explore a world and you you discover things like uh, plant life and animal life, you can name it. And being able to find these things and share them with you, and you may never see them, ever. You'll most likely never see the planets I go on. But that's that's what's crazy about it. It's 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 like a real universe. You're you're discovering real things that maybe no one will ever see again. Like you will see something in your game that no other human may ever see. Like that's so exciting to me. Yeah, it's fascinating. Now it's going to be interesting to see when the game comes out because admittedly we haven't seen a whole lot of real gameplay, uh, especially uh, in regards to traveling to multiple worlds. So I'm interested to see how many things look like they're kind of recycled or reskinned. But I, I still have high hopes either way. I mean, the game looks gorgeous. I like the fact that it's not going for this super photorealistic realism. It's it's going for this really pop, bright, artistic style. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. I really do. Yeah, super stoked. No Man's Sky. And it's supposed to be, what, slated for June, July? Um, uh, June. Yeah, June. June, yeah. you're right. You're right. I forgot. It has a release month. It has a release month, which is closer than we've ever been before. Oh, uh, dear excited. God, I know. And uh, <laughs> what's interesting about that is I feel like we're going to find out if so. If, if what I'm thinking is going to happen is going to happen, I feel like Sony, because uh, we have, I, I, I mean, their, their last couple uh, uh, conferences, they've just dropped the mic. I mean, they've they've... I mean, you've got Shenmue 3, you have Final Fantasy 7 Remake, uh, you have all these different big things and big exclusives. I feel like they're going to, at E3 this year in June, they're just going to say, oh, No Man's Sky, boom, out today, download it. Yeah, I'm, oh man, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? That would just be amazing. I, you know, I thought that that might have been what they were going to do back in October when they had that... Um, the Paris convention and Sean Paris Murray games week, had yeah. been 
Sean Murray had been on like the Colbert Report and was doing all these other kind of press things. I, I thought that they were going to do it then. I was like, oh man, would that be the best, like the best Christmas present ever, best holiday present. So but it didn't happen. On, on the topic of Sean Murray, uh, real quick, I just want to say, Sean Murray, I know you don't listen to this, but I think that you are a dick for wearing a Crash Bandicoot shirt <laughs> and nothing, nothing ever comes of it yet that's his i mean you're taking a you know taking a page out of phil spencer's book with battletoads but you crash bandicoot uh is you know trump's battletoads um so that was kind of a dick move uh admittedly i didn't really like sean at first uh but uh, he's grown on me he's grown on me yeah i think i mean even just his demeanor like he was i feel like when we first saw him in like 2013 at E3 when they, they first kind of announced No Man's Sky as this idea. He was like meek and kind of scared and like you could tell that he was nervous and now he's just like, yep, No Man's Sky, I got this, like we're good. <laughs> like don't worry, yeah. it's coming out eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, he's he's got it, he's got it. Uh, which actually brings me to the next thing that I'm really excited about. Uh, that I feel like is really going to tie in with this, and a lot of people uh, are on the same same page with, uh, with me. Uh, in that, it'll probably be coming to PlayStation VR. I feel like that's why it's been delayed for so oh, long. Uh, that I mean, is a that that's a perfect example of a, a instant must have for a VR experience. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, from from a business standpoint, right? If if Sony is, is launching their, their virtual reality headset. They've got to have must-have titles that are going to compete with all the other VR that's out there. You know, Samsung just released theirs. There's definitely going to be more on the way. What, what better title to bring it in with than No Man's Sky? Now, what would be incredible is if they – I don't think they're going to have it bundled in as a pack-in if they did that would be brilliant um but i feel like maybe it'll be a bundle let's say hypothetically uh the playstation vr launches standalone for 399 maybe instead of 350 it'll be 329 for the game bundled with it i mean yeah 429 for the game bundled with it um but man that would be that would be a, a sweet sweet deal I wonder what it's going to launch at, uh, especially with Oculus coming in at 600, mm-hmm. um, which was surprising, uh, especially given the fact that you need a pretty beefy system. They're recommending a like $1,500 rig, uh, computer rig, to be able to power this thing. Jeez. Um, and... The PlayStation VR comes with a box. It's a black box about the size of the Wii. It's a co-processor box. So that'll be the middleman between the PS4 uh, and then, you know, the, the PlayStation VR. Um, so I'm interested to see what the price point's going to be. I'm, I'm thinking, if I were to guess, I would say, oh, man, I would love to say $299, but I'm going to say either $349 or $399. That's what I think it's yeah. going to be. I mean, I think I think at this point I would be really surprised if it was above four fifty. Oh yeah, me too. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. I would be really, really surprised. 
I, but I think at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just shy of 400. Yeah, I, I could that see that. Realistic. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like Sony was kind of you know doing like the deal with the Xbox One and uh, PS4 launch, right? They just kind of sat it out and waited for the other man to go and announce their price. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like they're going to try and undercut them as much as they can, right? So they undercut Xbox One by a hundred bucks. That was a big selling point for them. I feel yeah. like maybe they're going to undercut. Uh, I definitely feel like it's going to be less than six hundred. They're going to be like, oh, and you don't need a fifteen hundred dollars system. Uh, mm-hmm. You can buy our system for what? uh 349 now you know yeah well back with with black friday you could get one of the really nice bundles for you know for for 350 yeah yeah i i don't foresee them bundling the playstation vr with the ps4 though only because i feel like that may cause sticker shock like yeah, I, I feel like the- i think retailers might do bundles but i don't think sony's going to come out and say oh Six seven hundred dollars. Here's a system with PlayStation VR. Yeah, I feel like the the only way that they would do something like that is if they did like a limited run of something similar to what they did with their twenty um, five year anniversary. Oh yes, something the, like that. The twentieth anniversary sort of, bundle. Oh man! Oh, it was twentieth. Yeah, yeah, twentieth. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, so nice. But I, I feel like that would be the only way that they'd be able to justify what that price point would be is if they made like a limited run of, you know, maybe a, a hundred thousand that have, you know, some sort of special um, cosmetic thing with it or um, yeah. just like a limited run of, of a combo. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, to kind of to kind of keep going with this whole e3 thing uh the next thing i'm really really looking forward to is whatever the hell nintendo is working on whatever this uh uh, playstation nx jesus christ whatever this nintendo nx is uh my interest is super peaked uh, because they need something that's gonna wow they need it at the right price point they need it to be competitive with what's in the market now and they need they need longevity that's oh, what God, need. I know. Yeah. Because all their systems thus far, even when they first launched, the, their hardware just wasn't up to snuff with, with their competitors, with Microsoft and with Sony. And then that means the games that are being produced that are trying to be, you know, across platform, are they're going to suffer if they include Nintendo's, you know, yeah. system. So they they need to come out with that system that's going to to last and be able to compete hardware wise with everything else that's out there. Yeah. Uh, just like back in the day, um, when the super Nintendo came out and then we started to get, we were, you know, the industry was transitioning from 16 bit to 32 bit gaming with like PlayStation. Uh, that was when they, they, they put in the, uh, Oh, I can't think of what it's called now off the top of my head. The, uh, let me look it up quick. The graphics chip. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, I don't know where my phone's at because I don't want to type. It was a coprocessor that was developed that would actually reside in the game cartridge uh, and games like Yoshi's uh, Yoshi's Island and uh, Star Fox, the two that come to mind, had that coprocessor. So then the system was able to 
render crazy sprites in 3D graphics and try and compete a little more, uh, which is mind-blowing. I mean, it's so ahead of its time. But they don't, they don't do that anymore. They don't, you know, they, they take all the technology, wait for it to be cheap, and everything is underpowered, and they try and have some kind of motion gimmick or let's be different gimmick, and it mm-hmm. it worked with them with the Wii, but uh, lightning doesn't strike twice. I mean, they're not, they, they haven't had very small success with Wii U. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they just need to get out ahead of the curve. So. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, it's it's so awkward because they need to get out ahead of the curve, but they need to drastically catch up, right? So, like, their account system sucks. When I had my first Wii U and I got rid of it, uh, admittedly, I, I only I only was Wii U-less for, like, four months because then Mario um, 3D World came out, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, and I picked up another Wii U because it was, like, tax season or something i got my refund i was like i'm gonna pick one up i got the bundle um and i completely lost my train of thought right now (laughs) (laughs) uh shit i left the station we're gone yes we are oh my god i don't know anyway moving on Oh, no, 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 right, I, I remember, account system. So what was annoying was uh, I got this, you know, Wii U, brought it home, set it up, signed it with my Nintendo Network ID, and mm. couldn't had access to none of the games I bought. And I had to contact a Nintendo, call them up, uh, and it took them about 48 hours to take the all the con- digital content that I paid for and w- move it from one system to this new system serial number. You have to contact Nintendo. That's ridiculous. Oh, remind me never to get rid of my Wii U then. <sighs> well, I mean, you know, with this whole thing with DNA and they're doing, they're having a whole new, completely different back end and everything's going to be tied to your ID now. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have to be ahead of the curve with the NX like we're talking, but then they have to also catch up with last generation with, with stupid stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, they've, they've got quite a lot on their plate to do. But I'm, I can't wait to see what it is. No, definitely. Oh God, I just want—I just want to see it. I just want to know. Yeah. I just want to know. <laughs> what does it look like? What's the, you know, what are the specs on it? What What does the controller look like? That's That's important. Yeah is is it a is it a handheld hybrid? Yeah. What like what 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 is it? I just want to yeah. know. No, that would be really cool if it was a handheld hybrid. Because they 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 tried to go that route with with the Wii U in terms of having it be, you know, you're able to play those games without even having your television on because you've got the screen in there. But there's no portability other than you know being on the other side of the room or maybe in another another room altogether if your Wi-Fi is really good. Right, right, and this could be truly portable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be interesting. But the thing is, if it's going to compete with Xbox One and PS4, I don't know if they'd be able to do that. So I don't know if it's going to be like, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I really don't know. If it's supposed to be as powerful, I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. 
But what, what you know, to what you said about bringing back third parties. I remember back in the N64 days when I was playing GoldenEye and Torok and all these mature rated games. And it's it's funny because since then I can't picture playing a Call of Duty, a Tomb Raider, anything like that yeah. on a Nintendo system anymore. And it's because they conditioned me with all these kid-friendly things, which don't get me wrong, I love Mario and, and Zelda and Donkey Kong and, you know, all their IP, but they're just, it's been a drought, really, of third-party content, especially mature-rated content, that it's going to be, I think they're also going to have a hard time convincing people both the Nintendo faithful and those who maybe don't have a system at all to say, hey, 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 come play Call of Duty here or come, you know, you can, oh, you could play Destiny on a Nintendo system now too. Wow, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's going to be a tough sell. I mean, they have, they have a lot ahead of them. Yeah, so they've got, you know, in terms of hardware, they've got to stay ahead of that curve. They've got to... If they if they want to compete with with third party and and you know cross cross platform gaming, they've got to rebrand themselves practically, which is a great point. You know how are they going to get into consumers' minds? Like, hey, you know we are we're not just a kid friendly system. We're not just about you know these games that are about togetherness or you know cute things or Zelda. We're not just we about got... we're not just about Koopas and Goombas anymore. Yeah. You know, we still have the plumber, but also other stuff, you know? Yeah. It's it's going to be, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough for them. Well, we wish them the best, and we look forward to seeing what they come out with. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so on the games front, uh, I cannot wait to sink my teeth into Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation 4. It's everything I want. It's a, uh, a pretty badass-looking female lead with a bow. The visuals mm-hmm. are gorgeous, and it's robot dinosaurs. How that's can you should, go wrong? With that should be all I have to say. Have you seen this game? I ha- I've only heard of it. Uh, uh, let me take a look here. I'm going to take a look at this trailer uh, here. Well, you need to take a look. It looks insane. All right, I'm already in love. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, some people don't like the Killzone series. Uh, it's got it's grown a little tired, but I feel like what they did with Shadowfall uh, for the PS4 was really cool. Uh, but I'm especially excited to see these guys because they're so talented. Uh, the guys at Guerrilla Games and, and ladies at Guerrilla Games. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing fresh ideas come from them, like a completely new IP. Uh, this game's also going to have some RPG type elements, um, so. I wish uh, I wish there was a release date because I would take a couple of days off for it, but there's not yet. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling it might get pushed back to 2017, but I I hope not. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of games, I mean, gosh, there's I, I'm so looking forward to Mirror's Edge catalyst oh, so you know that that game was originally supposed to launch on my birthday and i have like four days off from my birthday and then it got pushed back oh, oh, no. till uh let me look it's uh i think it's m- may may 
Nay. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. I was but, so oh. disappointed. The, the, the first Mirror's Edge game, when that came out, I was so in love with it. Like, I was playing the shit out of that game. Uh, and I, I can't wait. I mean, I've seen, you know, the, the reel and everything that they've been playing, but for the most part, it's been kind of shrouded in secrecy in terms of, like, what the rest of the storyline is going to be, what's going to be going on with Faith. I mean, other than you know, running around as a courier and, like, doing awesome parkour stuff. Right. But I'm just excited to see what's new in the game because when when the original Mirror's Edge came out, it was, like, an incredible gameplay that you you had never seen video games taken this way. Oh, there yeah. was nothing like it. And now yeah. this generation, you have you have a game similar in the parkourness, like uh, Dying Light, for example. Yeah. But back then on PS3 and Xbox, there was nothing like that. No, and it, it was amazing, you know. And I'm excited to see what they're able to do with that with that first game as their starting point, and now with next generation con- next generation consoles and what they're able to do. How are they going to translate that over and make it even more seamless than it was before? I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's definitely on my list. Definitely on my list. Um, what else? What else? Let me think. Oh, uh, oh my God. How can we forget uh, Zelda for Wii U? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so stoked. I mean open world zelda yeah you know and interest interestingly enough we haven't seen a whole lot of that either no it's been also kind of in this shroud of secrecy um very quiet but yeah oh another one i'm really excited for cuphead oh yeah really excited xbox Xbox one exclusive well there are also rumors of it also being on pc possibly Right, right, yeah. Uh, Microsoft, Microsoft has been doing that. Where it's console exclusive on their system, yes. but then comes to PC. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So I'm hoping because I don't have an Xbox One yet. Maybe at some point I will get one. Um, Tomb Raider definitely tempted me in terms of uh, oh. the newest one. That's the Xbox One exclusive. I was so close to getting an Tomb Xbox Raider, One just to play that game. Tomb Raider is so wow. good. Uh, by the way, it made my top five favorite games of 2015. It's incredible. Um, everything I loved about the first one just cranked up to ten. Um, the cinematics are better. The acting. Uh, is just as good, if not better, um, and I just love Laura as a character. Um, they they really so good. They did such a good job with that reboot. Like it's at least just from playing the, the first one, you know, without Rise of the Tomb Raider in there yet, because I still haven't played that one. Have you finished it? No, uh, I'm about halfway done, but. Uh, it was already one of my favorite games, so that's why I threw it in there. Because you know, I didn't. It's not like I had to do a review of it. I just was like, "Oh, this is instantly a favorite," uh, because everyone I talked to said, "Yeah, uh, it's pretty much what you've played and what you love, but throughout the whole game." So I just I had to put it on the list. Man, I yeah, I, I'm in love with this reboot. She yeah. looks great. It plays great. The story is amazing. Mm-hmm. They they really did Tomb Raider justice. 
and I, I love the fact that she's not sexualized like she was. Oh yeah, and she's she's just grounded. She's real. She's relatable to a sense. She, yeah, she's real. She's vulnerable. You know, oh, in the so games vulnerable. that came out in the nineties, you you saw badass Laura, and that was the only side of her that you ever saw. No matter what happened, you know her her two pistols could take it out. Mm-hmm. But even just like in the first like ten minutes of of the the first game of the reboot Tomb Raider, it's just like so real. Like you see, yeah. you see her harden through those games, and it's like you ah, see the pain, so you see good. her suffer. Yeah. Now, I, I I actually personally so far preferred the Tomb Raider reboot over Uncharted, and I've played all of them. I've played Uncharted one, two, three, uh, in the PS Vita version. But um, I will say that Naughty Dog also does an outstanding job of making Nathan Drake uh, a regular guy. He's cocky, but he's not some muscle-brained, macho man guy. Like, you know, he's the kind of guy like, that... He's not just like, I'm going to bust in with my gun and take control and... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he takes his, you know, licks and, and you know, deals them out, but um, he's... Yeah, he's another pretty good character, too. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, if I had an Xbox, would definitely be playing the newest Tomb Raider. Yeah. And, I mean, if I if I still don't have an Xbox by the time Cuphead comes out, then I'm really hoping I have, you know, that they've released it on PC so that I can play it. Do you, th- do you, it do you, just, think, it's, do you think it's going to push you over? Into Xbox One territory? It might. Between those two, I, I really want to play those games. Yeah, Cuphead Especially, looks insane. I mean, it looks, like a, it looks like you're playing a 50s cartoon. Just the visuals alone. I mean, I had been reading, um, I forget where it was. I, I think I actually found it on Tumblr. One of the actual like animation artists who was working on Cuphead, you know, all of their characters they're actually all hand-drawn like all of their different um kind of looping you know rest sequences the attacks everything like that it's all hand-drawn and then digitized which it's just like so amazing the amount of work that went into it and then to see that the game actually looks and plays as a 2d side scroller really really well yeah man it, it looks incredible I'm so excited to get my hands on that game. Yeah, uh, me too. Another game that I'm still looking forward to, but I'm a little leery on after playing the E3 demo. I wasn't at E3, but they had it at the Nintendo World Store. Was uh, is Star Fox? Uh, Star Fox Zero. Yeah. Um, I played it. And now keep in mind, so at the demo that I the demo that I played was the one that everyone played at E3. Uh, and in that demo, you had to use the Wii U gamepad's motion controls. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around having to look at two screens back and forth and then use motion controls. It was a little too much for me. I didn't I couldn't get used to it. But at the same time, I only got to play a demo for like five, ten minutes. So it's nowhere near enough time to judge a game. Uh, but my first impressions were a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. 
now when the game comes out they confirmed that you will be able to just play dual joystick like you know any other game uh but when it comes out um i i, I am going to give the wii u gamepad a try again uh see if i can get used to it uh but that's a game i'm really looking forward to because I, I i really do like Star Fox. Oh, um, and when it comes out, actually, uh, we're going to have a guest. Uh, we're going to have Reed on. Uh, he is a super, super, super diehard Star Fox fan. I don't think I've ever met a Star Fox fan as big as this kid. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. We're going to play that together, yeah. and it'll be a good time. He said he's going to cook, so we're going to cook, and mm. that'll be interesting. I'm definitely coming over. That's <laughs> fine by me. I don't care. I'll, I'm going to take some days off, and we'll do it. It'll be glorious. Uh, I'm trying to think of other games I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, I'm really looking forward to Doom. Did you play the beta? I missed out on the beta. I, I signed in like the next day and they were like, the beta's over. And I, I, just, I just went, shit. Well, I, I did, missed it now. I did not play the beta, but all, all of the gameplay that I've seen... Like, the the combat is so seamless. Like, I, I couldn't tell when someone was hitting a button to shoot something with a shotgun or to punch something, like, or, or to move closer to something at all. Like, it, it played like a cinematic. Like, all, all of the combat felt like it was staged, like it was programmed beforehand, but it was mm-hmm. all gameplay. It, it was amazing. And the yeah. graphics on it look incredible. So oh, much yeah. gore and blood and nasty shit just spilling out all over the place. And it just looks so good. Uh, so another game, I just pulled up a list here, uh, Games of 2016. And good old Google gives me them in a beautiful horizontal scrolling uh, <laughs> list here. God, thank you, Google. Uh, Uncharted 4 I'm looking forward to. Although, admittedly, I was looking forward to uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider more. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division has me excited but skeptical because we haven't seen a lot of it I don't know if it's strictly multiplayer um, but it looks like it's going to show a lot of promise uh, I don't know if you've seen it but if you haven't, check it out and, and you know, let me know what you think of it uh, another one on here I'm, I'm looking forward to The Last Guardian which was only shown back in like 2008 2009 for ps3 uh and now it will finally be coming to ps4 uh this year sometime so i'm excited for that have you seen that one yeah that was um follow up to what was it ico ico yeah yeah um yeah the big bird dog that game became the joke of every E3 and almost every game convention since it was announced. But now they're finally, I, 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 I got to give it to Sony there, you know, they're, they, you know, went through all of it and now they're still finally going to release it. So that's cool. Yeah. No, definitely. Oh, another one on the list here is uh, Dishonored 2. I was just going to say that. I am so excited for Dishonored 2, especially because you can play as a lady. Yeah, uh, I'd be excited if we... I'm a little skeptical. I think that one's going to get pushed back, too. 
because all we saw was a pre-rendered CG trailer, and that was it. But, I mean, for all we know, they could pull a, uh, a Bethesda, and six months before, just be like, oh, hey, this is the game, and you'll play it in six months, uh, which yeah. is brilliant. I think everyone should do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you enough like how disappointed I am after each E3 when it's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this game. That comes out in three years. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just like crushing my vibe. Uh, a recent example I have of that is last E3, uh, or two ago, I can't remember anymore, uh, a game called Scalebound, Xbox One exclusive, yes. maybe coming to PC, I don't know, uh, super pumped for that, uh, Dragon, and uh, kind of badass guy, and he's your pet, uh, had me really excited, I haven't been that excited for a Dragon game since Lair on PS3, which was a huge disappointment, uh, but then... As soon as we hit the new year, it was announced that it was getting pushed back to uh, 2017. Mm. But um, in the wise words of Miyamoto, uh, uh, not Miyamoto, I think it was uh, Awada, a a bad game will be bad forever and a delayed game can be good. (laughs) So it was something like that. Very true. Uh, Another one that I'm looking at here that I'm really excited for, Battleborn. Um, coming out from Gearbox, um, it's basically it, it looks like it has its own kind of campaign as well as um, like a MOBA style multiplayer. Um, so that's coming out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, um, and a lot of different like character selections um all the different characters have their own kind of skill sets and their own kind of skill trees in the same way that like league of legends um has their own kind of like skill trees and things that you can level up depending on what kind of role you're taking what lane you're taking things like that um looks like it could be a really good solid game especially we haven't seen that many moba style games for console What's going to be interesting is is that coexisting with Overwatch, mm-hmm. which is a very is very similar style game from Blizzard. Yeah. Um, that's oh, that's going to be that's going to be tough for both of them. Yeah, uh, especially I love Gearbox, but trying to compete with Blizzard, uh, they they really know what they're doing. <laughs> they do. I know oh, uh, it's Blizzard going to be tough has... for them. Hey, they really just grab people by the balls and keep them there. <laughs> yeah. People love getting their balls grabbed by Blizzard. <sighs> uh, I forget who it was at work. Someone was telling me they're really excited for XCOM 2. Um, and I'm looking at it right here, and I vaguely remember, I think I played a demo of the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like it has aliens, so that could be cool. I might check that out. Uh, but I can't say it's on my list of most exciting games, but I can get into it, I think. No, definitely. Um, oh, another one that I'm excited about. Um, the U.S. release for Bravely Second. Ah, uh, yes. The, I never uh, finished, I never finished Bravely Default yet. Oh, 
man, what a good 3DS game. Have not finished it yet, uh, but every time I pick it up and play it, I love it. It's it's very good, I have to say. I just don't know why I haven't finished it, but it's well, every time I play it, I really love it. It's pretty long. I yeah, mean, it's, well, that's it's a long why. time, especially for, for handheld. Yeah. So, but I've, I've loved all of the different, you know, class configurations and, and different possibilities in Bravely Default. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like my, my favorite kind of game is the RPG. It's just, you can't go wrong with an RPG that has like nearly unlimited customization options. That's like my, my jam. And so, now, like, Ghibli Default was just amazing. It's just so good. So, so on the topic of RPGs for 3GS, what's your interest level in Mario versus Luigi, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which apparently came out yesterday. I forgot. I thought it came out this week, but it came out yesterday. Uh, it currently has a Metacritic of, I believe, 77. Uh, some people really love it. Uh, Jared Petty on IGN said it was just mediocre. Uh, he gave it like a 6, 5.9 out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. He said the story was kind of bland. The combat system is incredible. He loved the combat system. Um, I I personally always really liked the Mario RPG games mm-hmm. um, and the Mario Paper, uh, Paper Mario games. So I might actually I have a $5 gift card coupon for best buy so with that and the 20 percent, i think i might pick that up this week actually oh yeah i might yeah i might or i might hold off i don't know because i have some vita games i need to finish too so i can get mm-hmm. some reviews up i feel like it'd be worth trying i i almost wish that that we could rent games like you remember when you could go i mean i know you can rent games on like Gamefly and stuff like that but do you remember when you could go to like blockbuster and they would have games that you could rent or like i'm trying to think of any other like do i ever movie rental i used to do that all the time and i would just try out every single game that i could yeah and then because i feel like oftentimes you could buy it at a discount then from them yeah oh yeah because i feel like from from what i've seen from mario and luigi paper jam i'm not terribly excited about it I've I've never been a huge Mario RPG fan. Like I in terms of their games, like I was super into Super Mario Sunshine. Um I enjoyed the um the Galaxy series. Um Okay, but it yeah, wasn't, it Mario wasn't, Galaxy. It wasn't was good. like yeah, it wasn't like my my go-to game. Um so so I mean, I would give this one a try. Um well, but, I'll, I'll be I'll be buying it uh, with the you know the the cartridge based version because uh, that's the only way I can get my discount through Best Buy. So, you know, if I get bored of it or whatever, I'll uh, I still might pick it up this week just to have it. And then if you mm-hmm. want, maybe you could you know you could borrow it if you want. And then because uh, you'll probably burn through it faster than I will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll pick it up and maybe you could try it out, see what you think. No, definitely. Do you like a maybe like an impressions post or something? Absolutely. Cool. So we we could plan for that this week, but I had to put down. Uh, I had to put down. I'm just looking at it right now. I had to put down Tomb Raider because I, I have to put a finish up a, a game by Atlas called uh, the Deadly Tower of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I want to get the get their review up in a timely fashion. Oh, nice. So thank you very much, Atlas. 
uh, for being awesome. I have a pretty good uh, rapport with them right now. Don't want to mess that up. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I definitely want to. I want to check out that Mario, Mario and Luigi game. Oh, for sure. I think um, from what I've been looking at, like speaking of Nintendo, there's a bunch of um, like re re-releases of older games coming out pretty soon actually they're redoing um pokemon red blue yellow and that's coming out um for 3ds um i think it's from what i've seen it sounds like it's only going to be digital um like on the on the eShop. Well, there's there's two. There's uh, you're right. There's the eShop, and then they're doing. Uh, I believe I saw they're doing a 2DS or 3DS bundle, but I haven't I haven't saw I haven't seen anything um, as far as physical versions. Yeah, even if it's the bundle, it may be the same as like when they did the um, the Wii U Wind Waker, where it was just the code. Oh, true. Uh, yeah, true. Well. Actually, that's probably what it'll be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they're redoing. Um, well, not redoing, but they're doing the HD for Twilight Princess right. for Wii U, which I'm always excited to play more Zelda games that look more beautiful than before. Like, pl- yeah. just take my money. Just take my money. Just here it is. Take it. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, remakes and things of that sort, uh, Tristan, a.k.a. Tron Dude, uh, posted uh, Sega is having a bundle uh of all their current 3d uh 3d classics on the 3ds uh in one bundle one package for 29.99 so that could be uh that could be cool uh i'm not going to pick it up but uh for i I mean i liked sega but i was never other than sonic um there was nothing really that caught my attention i mean i like streets of rage but nothing to make me pick up that bundle at all no, definitely. I feel like, man, if they ever did like an HD remake of like Sonic Adventure Two Battle, I would, I would stop playing any other game. That would be it. Interesting. Okay. That game. Okay. Oh my gosh, that game was so good with like the the Chow Garden and like, oh man, I spent hours of my childhood on that game, days, months. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to see uh, PlayStation VR. I want to see a VR in general, but especially PlayStation VR because, I mean, I'm not going to go get this whole huge computer rig and, you know, I want something that I just plug into my console and just, you know, get lost in it. Definitely. So that'll be, I'm really, I'm really interested in that. Uh, The price point, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that. Fingers crossed that it'll be like closer to 300 yeah i mean since i'm an adult i'll probably try and figure out a way to scrounge money to get it but we'll see it'll be interesting start saving up now yes we'll be there yes there we go Uh, all right well i don't know you don't want to keep talking you think this is a wrap for the first one um i think it's up to you but we've i think we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have We've put out some good, good content. Hopefully, we have. Uh, moving forward, uh, I will not do the recap. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. 
I might. Uh, we have to, you know, it's a work in progress. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think, you know, and we're always open to suggestions. If you have an idea for us, we'd be more than happy to talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, but maybe, maybe if we took these on as, um, you know, one or two themes per podcast. Yeah. Depending on how long they're going to be. Yeah, and uh, I would definitely love to, uh, once we get a bigger audience, do like a listener letter and, you know, questions and, and things like that would be fantastic. So Gosh, if you have any, uh, send any tips or comments or questions to podcast at pixelrater.com. So again, this is Antonio, uh, a.k.a. Tone Zone. And this is Danny, Danny Rivera. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Adios.